This is CNN Breaking News. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm Frederica Whitfield. Uh, we'll join Fareed Zakaria GPS in a moment, but right now we've got this breaking news. Three U.S. troops were killed and at least two dozen more injured in a drone attack on a small U.S. outpost in Jordan, near the border with Syria and Iraq. This is the first time U.S. troops have been killed by enemy fire in the Middle East since the beginning of the war in Gaza, October 7th. It also marks a significant escalation of an already precarious situation in the Middle East. President Biden reacting a short time ago, vowing the U.S. will hold those responsible to account. We've got full coverage of this breaking story. Natasha Bertrand is in Washington. Priscilla Alvarez is with President Biden in South Carolina. And Ben Wiedemann is in Beirut. So, Natasha, you first. What are we learning about the attack? It's a very serious moment uh, for the U.S. military, for President Biden, for the administration writ large, because this is the first time that U.S. service members have actually been killed from hostile fire since the war in Gaza began, began and sparked all of these tensions uh, throughout the Middle East. Now, we're learning that these three U.S. service members, they were killed after a drone struck a base uh, in northeast Jordan, right on the border of Syria. And it also wounded, we are told now, upwards of 30 other U.S. service members. Uh, that number is likely to continue to rise as these service members seek treatment for symptoms that are consistent with traumatic brain injury, according to two uh, U.S. officials that we spoke to in the last hour. Now, this is a really uh, high number of uh, individuals killed and wounded in this kind of attack. Previously, uh, when these kinds of attacks by these Iran-backed militias have occurred, uh, targeting U.S. and coalition, coalition bases in Iraq and Syria, there have been a number of injuries, but most of them have been minor the most extensive of those injuries being traumatic brain injuries, for example. But ne never before in since these attacks started uh, in October have we seen U.S. US service members actually be killed in one of these drone and rocket attacks that have been launched by these militant groups that are supported uh, by Iran in Iraq and Syria. So the U.S., of course, taking this extremely seriously. We got a statement from Central Command. We also have a statement from President Biden acknowledging this and from the Vice President Kamala Harris. Remains to be seen how the U.S. is going to respond. Uh, but we are told that as of right now, of those U.S. service members who were wounded, at least three of them were evacuated for medical treatment. So their injury is serious enough to have to actually be removed and medevaced out. Mm. And Natasha, what are the options on how the U.S. might respond? Well, previously in the kind of over 150 attacks on U.S. and coalition bases in Iraq and Syria that we have seen since October by these Iran-backed militant groups, the U.S. has responded a number of times by striking these militant groups in Iraq and Syria kind of on an individual basis, targeting their infrastructure, targeting certain uh, militant groups, killing several of those militants in uh, the strikes that the U.S. military has carried out. But it's unclear at this point whether the U.S. is going to feel like it has to go further this time simply because because three U.S. service members were killed, uh, again, in a first that we have seen uh, since this war began. All right, Natasha, thank you. Priscilla Alvarez traveling uh, with President Biden. How has he reacted to this? Well, President Biden releasing a statement this morning in which he said the administration is still gathering the facts, but also suggesting that the U.S. will retaliate. Let me read part of that statement to you. It says, quote, Today, America's heart is heavy. While we are still gathering the facts of this attack, we know it was carried out by radical Iran-backed militant groups 
operating in Syria and Iraq. He goes on to later say the three American service members we lost were patriots in the highest sense and their ultimate sacrifice will never be forgotten by our nation. Together, we will keep the sacred obligation we bear to, the, to their families. We will strive to be worthy of their honor and valor. And he concludes, we will carry on their commitment to fight terrorism and have no doubt we will hold all those responsible to account at a time and in a manner of our choosing. Now, we know, too, from the White House that President Biden had been briefed this morning by his national security team about the attacks that includes by Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin. And, of course, U.S. officials have been increasingly concerned about escalating tensions in the Middle East as there has been an increase in attacks in Iraq, Syria, Yemen and Lebanon. Just this morning, we heard from President Biden's military advisor in a pre-recorded interview with ABC saying that there were concerns and they were trying to avoid broadening any conflict in the Middle East. And he said that his advice to the president up until this point was to protect U.S. forces and take away Hamas's capability. Now, again, President Biden suggesting that they will retaliate. What that looks like in the days to come is unclear, but this is certainly a concerning development for the White House. Fred. All right, Priscilla Alvarez, thank you so much. To Ben Wiedemann now in Beirut. Ben, uh, what does this add to an already very tense situation in the region? Well, really, this just uh, re-emphasizes just how dangerous a situation the United States has put it in. It's got troops sprawled across the region. Uh, it's got several thousand troops in Jordan. It's got 900 troops in Syria, 2,500 uh, in Iraq. And we've seen that since the 17th of October, there have been, with the exception of not counting the one today, uh, 158 attacks on uh, U.S. forces. And the U.S. is basically engaged in a low-intensity regional war. Uh, it has attacked targets in Syria, in Iraq, and in Yemen. And uh, this is probably only uh, going to intensify. I mean, you've got basically four very dangerous flashpoints. You have the border between Lebanon and Israel, where since the 8th of October, Israel and Hezbollah have been exchanging fire. Today, as well, you have Syria, where we've seen U.S. forces targeted multiple times. Iraq, and of course, the situation in Yemen, where uh, the Houthis are targeting navigation in the Red Sea. And the United States clearly has three of those four flashpoints. The United States has become directly involved targeted by its foes and responding uh, to them. This is significant given that three U.S. service people were killed. That's the first time, although two uh, U.S. service people were killed in the Red Sea in an operation, but it's not clear if that was due to hostilities or an accident. But certainly the stage is set for an escalation. And keep in mind that from the perspective of this part of the world, uh, the United States, because of its very close ties with Israel, because of the fact it provides monetary support, diplomatic support, and weapons to Israel in this war in Gaza, that many see it as an active participant in that war. And rather, for instance, if you're a militia in Iraq trying to hit Israel, it's much easier to hit the closest ally of Israel, and that's the United States. And they're a very easy target given how many U.S. troops are in the region, where they're deployed. Uh, for instance, in Syria, they're essentially surrounded uh, by hostile forces. 
ISIS, the Syrian government, Iranian-backed militias. And in Iraq, it's not dissimilar. And therefore, the United States is in a very precarious situation. And as we heard President Biden saying that they will, the United States will respond at a time and in a manner of its choosing, no matter that, what that response will be, it will probably only make the situation even more dangerous, mm -hmm. Frederica. Ben Wiedemann uh, in Beirut, thank you so much. Uh, back to you, Natasha Bertrand in Washington for final question. Uh, again, a recap, three U.S. troops killed, 30, up to 30 wounded. It's a very sizable attack, um, the largest uh, it, that we've seen um, since the conflict began October 7. How might this impact whether there might be any more deployments of U.S. personnel to the region? You know, it's a great question, and that has to be something that the Biden administration is now considering, although we have to remember that the U.S. actually surged U.S. personnel to the region following the October 7th attack on Israel because precisely they uh, envisioned that tensions could continue to rise, and they explicitly warned other countries, other entities not to get involved in this conflict. So you, bought, you had an aircraft carrier there, you had U.S. personnel surged to the region, and it doesn't appear at this point like there are any imminent plans to pull these U.S. forces out. But of course, that is something that the Pentagon is going to have to be weighing here as they decide how to move forward with the response, Frederica.